When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cluster B personality disorders are characterized by dramatic, overly emotional, and unpredictable thoughts and behavior. From Ars Longa Media, this is Cluster B, scientifically informed, expert insights into the four Cluster B personality types, antisocial, borderline, narcissistic, and histrionic personality disorder. Here's today's host, Dr. Todd Grande. Oh, this is Dr. Grande. Today's question asks if I can talk about why narcissists are so frustrating. So a lot of times when I'm describing somebody who is narcissistic or describing the construct of narcissism, people really connect with that experience, right? It just resonates with them. And other times people get confused as to why somebody would struggle in a relationship with a narcissist. And that's what I'm really talking about in this video today. What is so frustrating about narcissism? So answer the question by looking at the 10 frustrating elements of narcissism. So starting with number one, narcissists say that they don't trust you when they have a history of lying, falsely accusing, and manipulating. So essentially, they're trying to beat you to the punch. They're trying to accuse you of something that they do. This really has a defense mechanism feel to it, like projection. They know that they cannot be trusted, so they project that onto others. If they're grandiose, maybe they're fooling themselves into believing they can be trusted and everyone else can't be trusted. If they're vulnerable, they realize that they can't be trusted, but they become superior by believing other people are even less trustworthy. Narcissists just need to be better than everyone else. They don't actually have to be good. Item number two, they continue to lie even when they've been caught in the deception. This is something we see with narcissism and sometimes with psychopathy. It's one thing to lie to somebody, get caught, and then acknowledge the deception. Narcissists can't do this. They have to pretend that the lie is actually the truth. So for them, living the lie and even becoming the lie is more desirable than telling the truth. Item number three, they criticize your ideas, but then they steal them. Many people find inspiration in the work of others. For example, if somebody writes books for a living and they read a competitor's book, they might look at the text and say, I wish I thought of that. This is actually pretty clever. The narcissist thinks, this is awful. Who does this person think they are? And then right after that, they think, I'm so great. I can take this substandard work and change it into something incredible. And of course, when they take the work, they don't really change it at all, or at least not in any meaningful way. They're really just stealing it. Item number four, they fixate on the imperfections of others. The narcissist is always paying attention to other people's mistakes, eager to offer their unsolicited and almost always unhelpful advice. When confronted with their own shortcomings, they get defensive and double down on their criticisms. So we see that even more rage and anger comes out when they're confronted with their own problems, when they're confronted with the reality that they're not really better than anyone else. Item number five, they struggle with rational thinking. The emotions of the narcissist serve to protect them. 
but this comes at the cost of logical thought. Now, sometimes on issues unrelated to their feelings of self-worth, narcissists can be quite rational. What we really see here is inconsistency. One cannot count on the narcissist to be rational in any given situation. This also connects back to the idea that there's a risk in trusting a narcissist. Hi there, I'm Heather Drago. And I'm Sarah Saunders. We host the podcast, That's a Hard No, about saying no and setting boundaries. So you can become that true and empowered you that this world needs. Saying no isn't just okay. It's the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. I'm a licensed professional clinical counselor. So while this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy, I suppose I know what I'm talking about. I'd say so. We talk about learning to say no and set healthy boundaries and how it impacts mental health, physical health, relationships, parenthood, and more. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and visit our website, hardknowpodcast.com. We're here to help you find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no. Science! 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 Hello, podcast fans. Want to get weird with us? Come check out the Mad Scientist podcast. We are a weekly show that looks at the history, philosophy, and hard facts behind your biggest paranormal questions. Did the government really pay for a psychic spy program? Yes! Is it true that surgery got its start in grave robbing? Yes! Can a roller coaster really kill you? Legally, we can't say so for sure, but sometimes, yes! Join myself, Chris Cogswell, and my co-host, Marie Mayhew, as we examine the science, philosophy, and history behind the strange and unusual. All to discover what's possible and plausible versus what's, well, just made up. Check us out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Mad Scientist Podcast. Item number six. They never appreciate the greater good, so they're not into self-sacrifice. Narcissists see other human beings as objects, and they value them accordingly. Low on altruism, a facet of agreeableness, the narcissist does not understand the concept of sacrificing for the good of society. I will illustrate this with an example. Imagine there was a scenario where some celebrity was giving away cash, and they committed to giving the narcissist $100, or they could give 10 people $1,000 each. These 10 people would be in more of a need of that money than the narcissist. Eventually, the narcissist would come to a decision to just take the $100. Angry that they were not offered the $1,000. Angry at the other people who were denied the money, I guess really for simply existing. And angry at the celebrity for making the narcissist choose, for making their greed and unwillingness to self-sacrifice evident to other people. Item number seven, the narcissist loves you when you have power. So when you have something they want, the narcissist can mistreat another person for years. But as soon as that person has any way to help the narcissist, especially if they have something the narcissist really desires, then the narcissist acts like they never caused harm in the relationship. The narcissist can pick up that relationship wherever they want. At least they can in their own mind. Interestingly, the narcissist can pretend to love that person when in reality, they truly hate them. Item number eight. Narcissists do not have depth. This is really one of the more frustrating elements for a lot of people. Even though we think of narcissism as protecting a fragile ego, that doesn't automatically mean 
the ego of the narcissist is complex. They're not necessarily protecting a sensitive inner self. Often when people do reach the core of the narcissist, they find it to be hollow and immature. In a sense, it's like the narcissist became stunted at an earlier stage of development, like they're trapped with the mentality of a child or an adolescent. Sometimes people hold out hope for a deep and meaningful relationship with the narcissist only to come to the realization that even without the narcissism, this may be impossible. The ninth item that is frustrating about narcissism, they don't want you to feel good or celebrate. What I've seen so often with narcissists is that people around them simply don't want to share good news with them. Narcissists are not invested in other people, and they are particularly offended when somebody else is successful. It really comes down to envy, which of course is a core characteristic of narcissism. What's more, they get angry if you don't celebrate their successes with them. They want the recognition and the admiration always, right? They always want that coming toward them, but they never see a need for reciprocity. It's like it never really even occurs to them. With this particular item, I think this is a little bit different because this seems to actually hurt the narcissist at a deeper level, almost like it hurts them physically. So when they hear that a competitor or a colleague is successful, it really just has a tremendous impact on them. It's like somebody else's good news is their bad news. So it's not just about failing to celebrate. The narcissist actually has to mourn the loss, even though it's not a loss. They look at it as a loss for them. Item number 10, others don't believe you when you tell them about the narcissist. Narcissists are very good at acting one way towards somebody they're trying to harm and another way to someone from whom they're trying to hide. They can be extremely convincing, especially in the short run, or if the people that they're trying to fool are also narcissists. And again, because they're good at projecting, they can convince other people that you are the problem not them. It's not just a matter of them having a good defense. They have a good offense as well. They counterattack. To hold the narcissist accountable, people risk getting dragged down with them. Interestingly, the narcissist is equally comfortable regardless of their actual position because they have built a fantasy in their mind. So from their perspective, they can't have their position lowered. They don't sense the damage to the reputation. They don't sense how they are hurting themselves by hurting others. For example, one can imagine a scenario where a narcissist is accused and convicted of a crime. In response to this, they make a false allegation about their accuser, and that accuser is subsequently convicted of a crime as well. So both the narcissist and the accuser end up in prison. Shortly after arriving in prison, the narcissist says, this place isn't so bad. This was my plan all along. I've always wanted to be in prison, right? So they take what's clearly a negative and turn it into a positive. Again, their actual position doesn't really seem relevant. It's all what they think about themselves. And narcissists are really good about lying to themselves. Actual success or failure doesn't matter as much when somebody can deceive themselves. In that skill, the narcissist is truly great. For more content like this, check out Healthy Toxic, another podcast from Ars Longa Media, all about what makes or breaks relationships, including issues related to narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and how personality disorders affect relationships. Ars Longa, Vita Brevitz. Learn more at ArsLonga.media. Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris and I'm your host. 
This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who've overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection and interview top thought leaders, game changers and survivors. And it's from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover and how to be brave.